You're listening to uh, B-Side Stories on Wellington Access Radio, 783 AM. Um, great interview there, Laurie. Very interesting, very, isn't very it? And, and quite a different business approach. And I think that is... Yeah, what is quite interesting, making that app available to all Kiwis, not just Flip customers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, and with that, top information, it makes you trust the yeah, trust the what their what their um, motives are as well, which is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Good cool. stuff. So we're welcoming welcoming um, Tim Dorian um, from new online platform Flatfish. Uh, kia ora, Tim. Welcome, hey guys. Thanks for coming in. No um, so your so the new online flat, platform Flatfish. Um, the site aims to improve the quality of flats in New Zealand through increasing transparency and improving education. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, um, and you're also pretty involved in the parkour scene in Wellington as well. So two completely. And, and yeah. what I've got is a little a list of uh, questions, and then there's a huge segue in the middle where I switch between the two. Oh, excellent. That's how yeah. it's going to roll today. Yeah, um, it's kind of taking an interesting route through an interview, which is what the parkour <laughs> yeah. is, isn't it? <laughs> Keeps the sure. interviewer on his toes anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, thanks for coming in. So tell us, um, what is what is Flatfish? So basically, Flatfish is an online platform that helps people find better flats. So at the moment, we're just um, kind of piloting a service that runs uh, uh, people through the whole flat finding process. Yeah, and so when you say better flats, um, in what sense? So um, New Zealand's got a pretty terrible um, housing crisis mm. at the moment. Mm. Um, We've got really mouldy flats, we've got really drafty flats, we've got really cold flats, and often all three at the same time. Um, and we're kind of trying to help people identify what those flats look like when they're looking at them in summer. Like, I'm not sure if you know about the Wellington yeah, rental yeah. market, but most people are looking during summer where kind of most of the problems aren't really visible. So we're just trying to aid that um, process um, just by giving people a little bit of information about um, how to find quality flats, and then we're also aiding them through the process and taking them through like a checklist, essentially, Great. of um, the type of things that you got to look out for. It, it is very much a Wellington. I mean, when I first moved here, I, w- I thought it was really weird that every advert mentioned sunlight, um, and yeah, that was yeah. something in England when you don't look for flats and when you look for flats in England, you never see. That's because that, you got places yeah. like Arrow Valley. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's, it's yeah. a, our unique um, topography, isn't it? Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. In such a, I guess, mountainous city, mm. it's kind of what tends to happen. So um, how did you how did you come up with um, the, the idea and the concept? So it's actually me and three friends of mine. So we've got um, Tal, who's the CEO, um, Nick, who's the designer, and Florian, who's the front-end um, web developer. And the three of us kind of just connected through Tal. And, um, yeah, we just kind of all connected up with this idea, thought it was a really worthy cause mm. and thought we could kind of, um, yeah, get together and, and, and try and work on it. And we're going through um, what's called the Global Growth Program, which is an um, initiative run by CHQ, um, Creative HQ, which is just down on Dixon Street. Oh, cool. And, um, yeah, that's been really helpful. We've had um, mentors there giving us advice on directions that we can take and, you know, how much business we should be versus how much social enterprise we should be. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just really helpful having that advice there. And, and have you or uh, your business partners, did, you, did you any of you, were you any of you sort of tainted by a bad experience in a flat? That yeah, we've to... all had our, our terrible experiences. I mean, um, most people who are flatted in Wellington will be able to give you one. But, I mean, me, for example, I moved into a terrible flat without knowing anything about the market, um, didn't know what to look for, um, Ended up renting it over summer when I wasn't even there, just because I had no idea how flatting work is. Yeah, worked, yeah. Essentially. Um, So there was a lot to learn, um, but that kind of 
came pretty hard and fast when we found mold growing in the de- mm. dehumidifier and yeah. had to buy all sorts of like salt crystals to uh yeah and we, try, we try all yeah. sorts and i guess we had um the sustainability trust people in a few weeks ago to yes. give us a few um cheap and cheerful tips yeah um yeah. on keeping the home warm in winter and how to kind of get rid of a bit of a damp but i think um yeah, having lived in flatted for what fourteen years now it makes me feel old. Like you can I kinda learn to know what to look for. But um I guess when I, I mean even six years ago when I first moved to Wellington, yeah. my first place was very, very damp. I had the room at the back of the house against yeah. a hillside and I actually didn't have a bed in, immediately so I slept on a mattress on the floor because I'd just arrived from travelling yeah, and sure. um, I lifted the mattress up after about a week and it was so- sopping wet I had no yeah. idea mm-hmm. and yeah, I had no idea that that could happen stage, yeah. and so I guess it's a case of is that the audience that you're targeting the people who are new to Wellington or yes. students or so a bit of both really yeah people who are coming over from England or wherever and um, need a bit of advice on the type of flat to look for or if they're not even in country, we can look for the flat for them, which is kind of where the monetization comes in. Nice. Oh, cool. And same with uh, students who are just about to leave uni. I'm yeah. sorry, just about to leave um, their hostel. Yeah. And we can kind of target them pretty effectively because we've got partnerships with both um, the Victoria University Student Association and the Massey University yeah. Student Great. Association, which just means we can get to people um, just when they're ready to move into a flat when they're yeah. ready to take that big step. Yeah, and um, and I guess it's about building that trust, is it? So exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So um, we're basing our, our quality standard on the Rental Warrant of Fitness, which is Great. a report that came out um, through Otago University, um, and essentially it's like a thirty-six point checklist, and it was all over the news a couple of months ago mm-hmm. because only six percent of properties passed the mm-hmm. Warrant of Fitness, yeah. mm-hmm. but that was because it was quite an intense um, checklist. Yeah, and you had to pass all thirty six criteria, and we're taking some of those questions, and then we've got our own questions like um, what appliances are included, if it's got like an outdoor area, mm. um, just kind of like the perks of a place, and then also outputting warnings as well. Mm. So if the place has got any sign of mold, you like our application will tell you, you know, yeah, don't go here because it's a mouldy place or it's been known to be a mouldy place. Um, and yeah. do you foresee any um, resistance from landlords in Wellington with that kind of thing? Yeah, we already have had some uh, just who maybe don't understand the idea 100%. Mm. And just as we're kind of like testing the waters with exactly how it is that we want to um, push out this application, just because mm. there's a number of different ways we can do it. And we're very much still in the pilot stage. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, where, what is the current state of kind of play with the um, the website? So. Uh, so we've got a current website up at the moment, which is just um, allowing signups to our pilot program. And we've got a uh, new website coming in possibly tomorrow, but it might be the day after, oh, um, cool. which is brand specking new and it looks really flesh. And, gives and, you and how do we find that? Uh, so it's flatfish.co.nz, F-L-A-T-F-I-S-H.co.nz. Super. And did you say that, did you, uh, I might be getting this wrong, did you say that, it's, is, it, is there going to be an app as well? Um, so eventually, yeah, we're looking yeah. at having an application as yeah. well, but at the moment it's just going to be a web-based platform. Cool. Great. Yeah. And um, yeah, and what can people do to kind of get involved with, so is, are you looking for participants in the pilot yeah, stage? Yeah, so we're looking that... for both landlords and tenants at the moment. Yeah. Um, so landlords who maybe want to get a better understanding of the quality of their yeah. property, um, maybe see what it is that we're doing. Uh, same with property managers as well. We'd love to have a chat to property managers um, throughout the Wellington region. And then tenants, if anyone is looking for a property or is uh, or knows anyone trying to find a property, um, we can probably help them out. 
Yeah. As long as it's in Wellington, because we're okay, very that, much local. That was yes. going to yeah. be my question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, Fantastic. so um, is that is that kind of at the moment? It's just gonna it's gonna roll out for Wellington, and then have you got dreams above that, or are you just yeah, gonna start definitely, with... definitely. So we want to yeah. um, push it nationally um, within the next year. Um, just basically taking the assessors. Um, so basically, how it works is we've got assessors who go around to properties, check out the quality. Um, and then provide reports to people who want them. Mm. And we're just going to have kind of an Uber-based model of people going around checking out places as people need reports based on them. Mm. And that's, again, part of the monetization model. Nice. And uh, will, will there be a chance for um, people to kind of... Uh, oh, I forget the, the technical term of um, kind of uh, user review that then it kind of copies back into the system. Yeah, so yeah. we're definitely looking at that and we're working out the best way to incorporate that in the application. So basically what we think is the best way to get um, information on a property is from people who actually lived there mm-hmm. um, and things like how responsive the landlord was, whether or not it was cold during winter, um, you know, if problems were fixed or not, that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah. I can see that it will be daunting for landlords, but then at the same time you think, well, if you're daunted... If you if you're worried for some reason, then probably yeah. you, they know that they're not um, quite cutting the mustard. Standard, really. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a massive problem. Um, I think it's about one thousand six hundred people a year die during winter um, from exacerbated from conditions exacerbated by um, poor housing mm. stock, um, which is crazy considering you know smoking only kills something like five thousand people a yeah. year, mm. yeah. um, which is a, you know it's a, it's a decent proportion of people, and it's it's kind of a pretty ridiculous problem, really. Um, but it is partially due to our climate, partially due to tenants um, not treating the property right and kind of just like a lack of education about it as well. Yeah, mm, mm, What to expect. But also it would be good, like all things, I guess, with, say, for example, health and safety. Mm. We're all lifting the bar on that at the moment. Exactly, and the ownership yeah. is on everybody to mm. really start to make a difference. Yeah. And so, you know, maybe in the same space, the ownership's on everybody to exactly. start really and, doing a better job. Yeah, and it looks like in Wellington these regulations are coming one way or the other. Um, right. It's just kind of a matter of time, like councils... Uh, in the process of voting on it, well, it's it's happening over the next couple of months, uh, this War on the Fitness mm. um, program, uh, which is quite rigorous, but they're kind of um, voting on like a lesser version of it, kind of like yeah, a Yeah, just stepping stones. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Good. Um, and we look at that as, uh, as a really positive move, but we're kind of hoping to be almost like a market fix for it, like a, a social fix for it. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah and slightly ahead of the curve if that, I mean, if that ends up coming in. Can you give us an example? I'm going to put you on the spot now of anything yeah. on that 36. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure. What so, sort of things um, do they look for? So if there's more mould than A4 sheet of paper, yeah. um, then it... In the whole house? Yeah, in the whole yeah. house. Then wow. it automatically fails the test. But, I mean, really, houses shouldn't have that kind of stuff. But if there's, um, if the doors don't lock securely or if the... Uh, there's some temp- uh, water temperature questions, mm. um, but for our app, we're just looking at all of that stuff plus whether or not the property has like a balcony, an outdoor area, oh, yeah, spaces yeah. to plant, yeah. like veggies, that kind of stuff. Mm. Things that kind yeah. of not just like the must-haves, but like the nice-to-haves as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, that make for mm. good quality living. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Good. Cool. Sounds awesome. Right, yeah, so we're really excited. So hopefully flatfish.co.nz may be live. No, that's the one, yeah. Yeah, and it may be live. Uh, There's a a new website probably coming tomorrow. Okay, 
cool. doing the final touches yeah. as we but speak. But if you go there, you can still see something at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. You cool. can sign up to the pilot. It's just not as clean as we'd like it to be. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. and, and Wellington being Wellington, this is my segue, is, um, <laughs> is I am um, I actually met Tim for the first time about two, two three days ago, right. so late last week, um, yep. on a course about running community events. That's the one. And yeah. why are we on that course? Uh, well, I train parkour as well. I've been training parkour for about uh, seven years. And for those of you who might not know what parkour is, essentially it's a movement focused uh, sorry, it's a discipline focused on movement. Got those words mixed yeah. up there. <laughs> and essentially it's getting from A to B in quick and efficient ways. So you might have seen it in the movies uh, in James Bond. Yeah. Escaping from the the villains escaping from James Bond. He's jumping from crane to crane. And, and rooftop, like rooftop, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but what parkour really is isn't the the dangerous Roof jumps, uh, it's more low to ground, testing your abilities, mm. um, finding a goal, trying to achieve it, and then working towards the next one as well. Yeah. And yeah. so there's other messages that kind of build into yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it can be like a really positive sport for a whole lot of people, um, especially people who might not be able to find kind of like a, a sector or like a, a, I guess, a sporting sector. Um, to, to get into um, because it's, it's all inclusive. Anyone can do it mm. um, yeah. at whatever level. And it's there are competitions, but it's not a competitive sport. Um, it's all about self-improvement, just like, I guess, yoga, raw, yeah. martial arts to a certain extent right. as well. Yep. I think what, what's great, I've noticed over the last few years, is parkour, like you say, it used to be, you used to know that parkour from a distance was um, people jumping across, um, jumping from building to building. Yeah. And now I'm hearing about um, it's one of the most popular classes in some of our some of the recreation centres yeah. in Wellington, yeah, isn't it? So for kids, really? kids um, wow. schools and stuff are going in and doing parkour, which I couldn't I couldn't have dreamt about <laughs> when I was a Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's... Yeah. Um, your mother yeah. wouldn't have let you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's kind of the the idea we're trying to get over is that right. it's essentially just kind of a, a formalized version of play. Mm, so mm. people can kind of practice their balance skills, practice their jumping skills, learn how to vault over objects and kind of move, uh, sorry, connect all those movements together um, just to kind of um, learn how to flow, essentially. Mm, and yeah, you kind of like get that. really in tune with yeah. your body and you set these physical challenges that become mental challenges as well. Mm. Where does it originate from? So it's a French discipline. Ah. So, yeah, it's um, originally it was called Art du Placement, which is... Beautiful. The, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the story behind it is uh, a, a man called David Bell learned it off his father who introduced it to the French army. As a way of kind of getting to and from attackers, I guess. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of um, had an explosion over the last fifteen years, as you know, YouTube and stuff have just taken right, off. Right, right. Because right. obviously, it's a very visual sport when people get to a a level where it's really about the showmanship. Mm. But there's an element of that showmanship that's dangerous in the sense that kind of pushes the kids to try really crazy things like who can do the the biggest flip or the craziest stunt mm. whereas in reality it's all about self-improvement for yourself yes. instead of um kind of in relation to anything else or doing the craziest things yeah it's quite interesting that um even in our last interview that awareness you know our, our awareness for things is a con is the theme for this evening oh, yeah. Yeah. so um yes awareness of our flat situation awareness of our power use and when we're using it and now awareness of our our body and our flow exactly, i like it yeah yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really great sport, and if, if people want to get involved, um, there's a Wellington Facebook page called um, Wellington Parkour and Freerunning, 
And we also meet up every Sunday around one o'clock um, at Frank Kids Park, and that's all inclusive. It's totally free. If you come along and say, "Hey, I want to learn parkour," you're more than welcome just to come and train with us, and people will help you out learning whatever you want to learn. Yeah, and are you uh, have you noticed um, like different generations kind of getting into it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, we've got kids from well, uh, so we've got one year old kids where their parents are kind of. <laughs> oh, t- oh, cool. taking them for jumps and stuff and and then uh, i've been training like a 55 year old guy yeah um wow well, that was about four months ago now but yeah yeah so it's all for all ages and all skill levels yeah, yeah. our predecessor jen um went on a parkour oh, um taster session and she said um there was a father with a well, father with his kids there as well and, and i think awesome, that's so man. cool that yeah. you can get yeah, what a great thing to to do as a family. Yeah. Um yeah, and uh, and and yeah, anyone can do it, which is cool. Um it does seem like a good way of getting um may does it, have you noticed pe- people that maybe aren't into traditional team sports kind of getting into getting exactly. active. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um so like for me, uh I went to a school up in Auckland actually with 2400 kids. Uh is a massive school and for a school that kind of had um, a big focus on sport and academ- academia and music and culture mm. and for a kind of a kid that slips between the cracks on all those, just like an average kid, it's a really good sport mm. because yeah, you can kind of just excel at your own level and at your own pace and set your own goals, which kind of aren't relevant to anyone else, which is really, really nice. And yeah. it kind of builds a lot of motivation and a lot of confidence in a lot of people. Yeah. And, you know, you there's a, another um, Facebook group called um, Parkour and Mental Health Mm. and um, basically it's exploring the link between parkour and mental health. And, uh, yeah, there's a lot of researchers from all around the world studying it now. Great. And, um, yeah, it can be a really there's, interesting field. There's so much more research coming out, isn't there, about... Yeah, just about the, all and, sorts and of it, stuff, I yeah. think those of us that kind of have... I mean, I, I sort of went through my own little battles with anxiety when I lived in London and mm. and I was very physically inactive without really clicking that I was. Because yeah. you don't think you're a young person in London, you're just working really hard. But I, actually, I didn't really. And then I started cycling to work just by, you know, by accident. Yeah. And uh, and it, and you, you start to feel better. And, and I sort of went on that journey myself. But now, fortunately, mm. there's all these opportunities, especially in Wellington, where um, we're getting people started young and hopefully, you know. Exactly, it, yeah. It's just about giving people the tools they need to deal with life's problems. Problems. Mm. And I mean, like sometimes, you know, if I'm angry or something, I'll go out for a little training session, come back and I'm nice and relaxed and feeling really good. And yeah. just got those un- endorphins. Yeah, yeah, it's all- and um, the great thing about parkour is, you know, no rules. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Kind of anything's parkour, really. Um, and you don't even need shoes, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> And the free running, th- um, what's the free running? So, so the difference there is uh, free running is a little bit more showy. It's it's where you see all the, the flips and stuff. Um, right. Technically, there's a difference, but I kind of see it as the same movement. But sometimes people call free, run- free runners the people who do the big flips between buildings and, and the showman's, the yeah. showmanship stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that, and that actually just that just reminded me of the um, the unstructured thing and how how joyful that is. And when I was training um, for a marathon, part one of the training you, you can do is um, something called fart like running. Which I sounds, beg your pardon. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it sounds um, sounds like uh, something different, but that's a Swedish word. Fart, okay, fart like, okay. Yeah. right. Sorry. And yeah. it means speed Is play. Did, have you heard of it? No, no, I no. no. So it means speed play, and it basically it just means um, like picking the lamppost ahead and thinking, oh, I might sprint a bit right. here, and you know. Oh. 
and even yeah. and then and if you link that in with just being a grown ad, grown man training for a marathon and then picking the next lamppost and think oh I'll just um, I might do some swerves here and speed and sprint <laughs> and then next lamppost slow down and then maybe at that bush I'm gonna and I think that's a really cool way of keeping things fresh yeah yeah, yeah. Instead of just if, kind of if not looking a bit daft yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're okay with the yeah. looking daft and also those little health things like I was reading somewhere it's really good to just do unexpected things with your body quite yeah. quickly yeah, yeah. And, and you know just when we're sitting on the computer all day so that little getting up and getting your heart rate yeah, up really quickly is, yeah. is really your, your body actually likes it yeah definitely yeah. and sometimes I'll just go out for if I'm, I'm struggling to concentrate or if I'm mm. writing an essay or whatever I'll just go out and do like a little balancing session stand up on a rail and, and try and get my balance and walk along turn around come yeah. back Great. and then it only takes you know a couple of minutes and then you're focused again yes and it's, it's something that a lot of people kind of Yes, yes. And, yeah. Yeah. and in yoga we were learning, yes, the balancing poses are very good for the mind. So, yeah. yeah. yeah get, out, get out there and stand on one leg, people. <laughs> <laughs> I should just say that whilst we've been talking, Laurie has just been doing a bit of parkour in the studio. Yeah. yeah you I'm can't see it, but you just have to believe it. That was incredible. <laughs> yeah. That backflip, yeah. Um, is there is there a, like a next level of parkour where I mean, is there um, an international recognised scene? And is um, yeah. So. Um, there's kind of two areas to it. There's the international community where you can just kind of go- join a Facebook group of, say, Sydney Parkour or mm. Dubai Parkour or London Parkour and flick a message on there saying, oh, I'm, I'm in the town. Can, mm. can anyone show me around or can I stay with anyone? And the community is really open and, you know, I've had a number of people come and stay with me just because they never have a place to stay or they're, they're parkour athletes and, yeah. you know, it's just kind of how it goes, um, which is really cool because it means that pretty much wherever you go in the world, you've got friends that you can meet. And I've, I've been in um, France before and I met these uh, Spanish tracers, parkour people are called mm. tracers. And um, what ended up happening is even though we didn't speak a... I didn't speak a word of Spanish and they didn't speak a word of English. We still managed to communicate for, you know, days at a time because yeah. we were just training parkour. That's and we cool. ended up learning, like, quite a lot of each other's language, which was quite crazy. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. You know. And it doesn't ever get to a competitive uh, level with Yeah, them. that's yeah. the other side is that mm. um, there's competitions like Art of Motion, which is run by Red Bull. Um, mm. And essentially that's kind of the free-running side of things. Mm. There's people just doing the craziest flips. There's people doing... Um, just next level things which um, are, are pretty unbelievable even to someone who's been training for you know seven years um, but that's really pushing the limit of what the human body can do and not really all that sustainable like you couldn't be a pro mm. parkour athlete for your entire life whereas you could be um, kind of a, an amateur parkour athlete for yeah. as long as you wanted to be because you wouldn't be pushing your body to that extreme level yeah and it's, it sounds like if it's the sort of people that are getting in to just slightly challenge themselves and um, meet other people, and, if, yeah. and if, it's, if that's happening on, in different cities around the world, it's actually a really supportive it really um, community. Is, yeah. um, lucky last question, um, I think. Uh, just so you're, you're setting up a business in Wellington, you live here, you're doing parkour, and you're training the future parkour champions, um, <laughs> even though we don't encourage competitiveness. Exactly. It's a complicated sport. What do you love about Wellington? Oh, I love so much about Wellington. Uh, for parkour, I love how close the buildings are together because there's a whole lot of obstacles um, mm. down on the ground. That's great. Nice. I love the community vibes. You can go for a walk and, and hear buskers and you'll probably know them as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, yeah, the, just the culture is incredible. Um, I love all the artwork and the street art that's around the place. It's yeah. a really vibrant city and I think it's probably the best city in New Zealand. That's super, yeah. 
definitely a great note to end on. Should we have a little song and then... Um, uh, have you got any more questions, actually, Laurie? Oh, no, I'm just um, really enjoying your, your lovely last comments, Tim. <laughs> I think that's very cool, and I think um, we should play that Wellington is the best city in the world song, Ellie, that you were about to write. Oh, right, okay, yeah, that'll be on next week. I'll okay, so next we'll, week. we'll play another yeah. one for now, but yep, that's this is very what would cool. we do with This is what would I do without you, and it's what we, oh, what would that, we do that, without Wellington. I think that gets nice. there, yeah. yeah. So the days it feels like madness, so what would I do without you? Colors turn to shades of gray With the weight of the world at the end of the day What would I do without A decade goes by without a warning There's still a kindness in your eyes Amidst the questions and the worry A peace of mind always takes me by surprise I feel like I'm walking with eyes as blind as a man without a lantern in a coal mine what would I do without you my imagination gets the best of me And I'm trying to hide lost at sea oh, What would I do without you? The difference between what I've said and done You're still standing by my side A guilty soul and a worried mind I would never make it if I'm on my own So you got the more I got midnight, you are patient, I'm always on time, oh, what would I do without you? You got your sunshine, I got rain clouds, you got hope, and I got my doubts, so what would I do without you? Oh, what would I do without you? What would I do without you? Thanks for joining us, Wellington. This has been B-Side Stories uh, with me, Ali, um, on 783AM, uh, yeah, Wellington Access Radio, and Anne Laurie. Yes, Anne Laurie, and, and a big thank you to Steve O'Connor from Flick Electric for coming in and sharing his story, and, and for Tim from Flatfish. Yeah, and Tim Dor- yeah, Tim Dorian from Flatfish. Yeah, so check that out, flatfish, flatfish.co.nz. We'll put it all up on the, um, the blog. And um, yeah, uh, carry on your awesome work, Wellington. Yeah, we what think would you're we do amazing. You? Yeah, we have nothing to talk about. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, join us next week, uh, five o'clock. B side stories. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.